Okay, hello everybody, it's Nikki here and it's Rona and we are going to be talking today about that, Freshness. that important quality <laughs> that our, our songstress has already emphasised. Absolutely. She surprised you with her beautiful voice and yes, we're going to be talking about the quality of freshness. Now, I'm sure you all know what we mean by freshness, but can you give me this beautiful example of what we really do mean by it, yes. Rona, and why it's important? So, um, just think about all the work that you've done so far. So, you, you've looked at your authentic pur purpose and authenticity. You've examined your audience's needs through empathy. You've investigated structure, how to put together your inspiring talk in balance. Now, the place we're looking at is the spice. The flavour, yeah, the vim and the vigour, the unique spark to make sure your audience sit up, pay attention, and most important, remember what you said. Why is that important, Nikki? What's... Well, I was just, you know, I love that metaphor of spice. It's a bit like, you know, the difference between, you know, having a meal mm. that's a sort of nice enough meal, mm. but it's a bit bland, and yeah. then a sort of a meal where you get this really delicious, mm. perhaps piquant, unusual sauce. Absolutely. And it's sort of, it's just, it Brings you it you just really makes you present to your meal and you mm. really taste everything. Mm, mm, mm. And that's what we're talking about here, how mm. you can make it more enjoyable and mm. memorable and, and you're really trying to evoke people's senses and, and help them to stay with you on the journey so they're not mm. um, sort of going, yeah, yeah, I understand it now. Yeah. You're surprising them. Yeah. So another example, we're still sticking with the kind of food thing because that must be very important to both of us. <laughs> so um, imagine a bland, completely flavourless piece of biscuit, um, sort of a ship's biscuit. So, you know, you're on board ship. And it was very important to sustain the crew. And so they had these ship's biscuits, which sort of filled them up. But I doubt if it made their heart sing. It kind of sustained them, yeah. You, they had a perfectly workmanlike, perfectly acceptable piece of nourishment. But it didn't really set their taste buds on fire. Now, imagine adding a bit of sugar, some fruit, some decoration. It draws the eye. It smells good. It tastes wonderful. And you're transported. So what we're really trying to do here with our audience, when we add that bit of flavour, is just to take them off into another world and really transport them to another territory. Mm. And if we're trying to inspire people, the mm. most important thing is that we actually get them to remember something mm. about you or your speech. Mm. Mm. Um, I remember years ago, Rona, going yeah. to a conference. I was working for a charity at the time. And every single speaker, I'm sure, had a very important message, but mm. every single one of them had a PowerPoint mm. with a blue background, several points on each of the slides. Mm. And after about the fifth speaker, I was completely overwhelmed and bored mm. and I could not remember one <laughs> from the other. And <laughs> so I think boring. Yeah, it's so yeah. boring and I think so many speakers get into that because they mm. are afraid of standing out. Yeah. So I love where you're looking there because we we were discussing earlier where which which quality um, does freshness most closely connect to? Mm. And I, I sort of thought, well, actually, it's that fearlessness mm. part, that sense of, do you know what? I, I'm going to dare to mm. stand out. I'm going to dare to try something different mm. in honour of 
trying to help my audience connect to a different part of themselves or to a different element that I'm speaking about and really be brave in the kind of um, elements that I introduce into my talk. But you had a slightly different take on I did. I think the one for me, because I'm naturally reasonably creative and I like to add sort of new and sort of unusual things into, into my training or my work, but the one that's important for me is balance yeah because I think the danger with adding creativity into a talk is that your audience go go away and they remember what was a, a, unusual about it mm. but they forget the message yeah. so the key thing to remember is is your talk clear is the message clear is the journey that you're taking them on clear mm. and once you're very very clear about that how can you use freshness to enhance mm. it mm -hmm. to make it even more impactful so they link what you did with the message yeah and funnily enough when you spoke about that it kind of brought to mind my own talk and I think I slightly got trapped by that as well because I was um I decided I would bring this pair of incredible sparkly platform <laughs> do you remember Nikki to my gala finale because it had gone incredibly well during oh. the I used those as a prop during the program and um what happened was, was that I didn't use my prop, which was a great prop, in the most intelligent of ways. So although I used it early on, it drew the eye, but I kind of forgot about my prop. So I didn't kind of integrate it into the rest of my message. And, um, you know, when I was talking about the talk to other people, they often said, oh, God, your shoes were... I loved your shoes. Mm -hmm. And I started to think, hmm... Was that the only thing they remember about mm. my talk? And that is the freshness trap. Yeah, yeah. So we want to avoid that. We want the freshness not to appear as something kind of a bit random <laughs> and out of context. Mm. We want it to sing along with the rest of your message. It's there yeah. to enhance your message, not kind of slightly clash with it. Exactly. So who are some good examples for you, Rona, of, of speakers that had a really clear message and used something a bit unusual mm to enhance that message? Yeah. Who, who stands out in your mind that yeah. does that well? I mean, there are quite a few. But um, I think for me, the outstanding exponent of this particular art is Benjamin Zander. Mm, he was because, great. Yeah, because he... Um, so he's talking about the power of classical music and how classical music is available to everybody. Mm. So he models that because... We have this, you know, the stereotypical idea of classical music is something which is a bit um, exclusive to certain, there are certain, it, it exists in certain rarefied, rather elevated circles. It's a high cultural form and the rest of us sort of jog along with kind of pop, popular music. And what he's trying to say is no, classical music is something inside all of us. It's all just music. And he, he's not rarefied. He's every man, he's fun, he's normal, he's down with you, he's up in the clouds, he's everywhere. And that, you know, so he's an incredible example of his own message and he himself is fresh. Mm -hmm. And then he mm -hmm. created this incredible fresh experience on the stage by having the piano there, playing his piano, using his piano as a 
prop and an experience. Mm. I mean, it, I just it just came alive for me. Yeah. What about you, Nikki? Yeah, and he he gave us an experience, mm. and the whole point of that talk was to get people to listen and experience classical music in a no, uh, in in a new way. And by playing the piano within the talk, suddenly it it was like it framed the whole purpose and point of the message. Mm, and mm, gave mm. gave us something. Mm. So we always talk about show not tell. Absolutely. In our speaking, I think that's a great example of that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Jamie Oliver is a great example. Yeah. Somebody who uses freshness. You yeah. know the um, famous example where he has that wheelbarrow of full of sugar yeah. at the end, yeah. and that shocking statistic that that sugar is just from the milk yeah. that um, children in school eat, um, take in. So again, it was a very vivid example. But you also do mm. remember the point of that. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Um, it was completely congruent. The, the word congruence yeah. comes up here. So we're not looking for. See, we're not looking for things just to shock the audience out of their stupor. Yeah. There has to be this alignment. So, again, this is where the empathy part comes in. You're not, mm. you know, we're not at the circus. So mm. we're not trying to just surprise and delight our audience. <laughs> we're trying to use freshness to bring home the message more yeah. forcibly. Yeah, and just make it memorable. Another example I quite liked was Daniel Pink, who did a talk called The Puzzle of Motivation. And that's in the top 20 most most watched TED Talks. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't over-the-top freshness. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything outlandish. But he used humour really well. So he started his talk by saying, 20 years ago, I did something I regret. Mm. I feel obliged to reveal it for the, uh, for the sake of this talk. I went to law school. I didn't do very well. And it was just such a kind of fresh, funny way to start. You know, he's, he's making fun of himself. Mm -hmm. And then he does the rest of the talk by saying, so ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to, I'd like to take you on a journey and rethink how we do business. And ladies and gentlemen, the jury. So he, he turned the audience into the jury. So he was kind brilliant. of play acting yes, with them. Brilliant, brilliant. And then he used other sort of really humorous examples. And he, he used lots of neuroscience and very, very vivid examples to get his point across. But I think think his his card was humour, yeah. and I think if, yeah. if you do um, have a humorous personality, or you can you you know you can play with some funny stories in your life. That's that's a great way mm. of, of bringing mm. your personality mm. out. So um, so for in order to get to this um, place of incredible freshness, what what do you, what do we think is is the key component here? How do we you know, how do we go from a place of, you know, I've got a talk, I've got my message, now how do I bring it alive? What, what were the things we started to talk and learn about during the, the freshness day? Mm. I think for me, the, the bingo is great. You know, we all had this graph of um, freshness bingo. Where yeah. we, we had to sort of take our message and see it from different perspectives and in different yeah, ways. So yeah, you've yeah. already demonstrated the metaphor one today with the the food the ships, examples. The ships, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a beautiful, fresh way yeah, yeah. of bringing that fact to life. Yeah. So it just it takes a little bit more time, but it's thinking if this were mm. a, a food or if this were a film, um, how can I bring that to life? What, mm. what, what freshness strategies well, I, do you like? Yeah, and I think it's just to stand back a, a, a bit and think, well, what is it? How... How do I get myself to a place where I can, you know, imagine a metaphor or use brilliant language to enhance my message or, you know, think about the kind of prop that I might introduce? And I think what's 
we've, we've named it earlier, but let's be really explicit. What we need to do is access our creativity muscle. Um, this is a place where you need to be to give yourself permission to let your imagination fly. And that um, that sounds will sound kind of accessible to you know the real people who the people in the group who are really creative. Mm. And it it will be less accessible, of course, to people who see themselves as non-creatives. Can I ask you where you saw yourself, Rhoda, going through this? Because your background is of being a lawyer. Yeah. So what was your perception of your creativity when you were on the course? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really great question. So yes, I did I did train in the law, but it was a slightly counterintuitive place for me because I, I certainly didn't start off in that very left-brain, logical, systematic way. I loved English at school, and after I sort of ditched the law in favour of motherhood, I then went on to do a creative writing course, and I did uh, I did a lot of creative writing. And um, so the show-not-tell thing was incredibly important. Mm. The accessing your voice is incredibly important. And it's also allowing yourself, so there's a big part here around permission, is allowing your, it's almost your body, and your imagination to expand in sync and really connect with the bigness of your world and it's being able to step outside that sort of very tight little box that we carve yeah. out for ourselves and say well what else what else is here for me what what might be possible for me if I think or mm. I feel in a different way. Yeah, so, so just reminding us of like some of the ways to do that is actually stopping yourself from editing yourself. Mm, the beginning absolutely. of the creative process is allowing your creative mind to play. Mm -hmm. So that might yeah. be about putting yourself in situations where you feel more expanded. So for me, going for a walk, going for a run, doing some dance mm. sort of puts me into a more mm. creative state of yeah. mind. Yeah. Listening to some music, getting some sensory yeah. creative inputs yeah. helps me to access more of my creativity. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm yeah. sitting in a room on my laptop trying to work yeah. it out, yeah. trying to force myself to be creative, you. it's counterproductive. Yeah. So you have to kind of get yourself into a state yeah. where where your, your mind starts to sort of take in new information information and then when, when you have new stimuli then it helps you to sort of make more and richer connections mm. with with your tool yeah and um, listeners I want, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to really notice something interesting that occurred here because listening to Nikki talk about her way into her creativity is um, the perfect expression of who she is so she looks at dance and music and singing and these and the fact that she loves jogging and getting out into nature and when um, she asked me to tell her about what really gets me creative I look at my emotions my internal world mm. my feelings yeah. because and that's where I look that's where I so we're not really asking you to shoehorn yourself into a definition of creativity mm. we're asking you to get yourself into a place where creativity sings for you mm. it's mm. your definition of what is creative mm. Mm. and there are some tip there are some sort of tips for doing that and for me the main the main tip is to um it's that give yourself permission to fail mm. place because we we stop ourselves at the pass generally we say oh i've got this great idea 
oh, but I, no, I could never do that. Yeah. There's a great book on this, actually, called Wild Mind, mm -hmm. which is a book on creativity and mm -hmm. writing mm -hmm. uh, by a, a lady called Natalie Goldberg. And oh, she yeah. has a system yeah. mm -hmm. for helping people get yeah. more free yeah. with their creative voice. Yeah. And the first part is everyday write without editing. Yeah. So getting rid of your editor yeah. and just allowing your your mind to be wild yeah. and just say whatever comes into it mm. and just to keep the pen moving mm. and, and writing mm. without editing it. Because mm. I know for me, mm. when I'm writing something, that's when my critic comes in and I'm criticizing my ideas before they've had a um, chance to percolate and express yeah. themselves fully. Brilliant. So I think that's a really good tip. Yeah. Permission to fail. And actually it's just allowing yourself to um, to to express yeah. things that are coming up because more the more you give voice to things the more other ideas will will come so we're really looking at that sort of stream of consciousness yes. place is um, it's really allowing yourself to try things out so um, yeah it might be a little writing exercise every morning or it might be you know just trying things out with your body because by now you will be trusting your body, we hope, mm -hmm. enough to, to, to sit in that warm space with them. It's a bit like a fantastic teacher who really allows you to grow and develop and doesn't cut you off at the past. Mm. And so try things out with your body or with your friend, people you trust, who's not going to say, oh, what a stupid idea. <laughs> we want to be in the zone of yes and... Do you remember the yes and, and mm, exercise mm. that we did in Freshness? This place, it's, it's, it's about opening up rather than shutting things down. Mm, and mm. This, this is the place that you want to stand in here. Mm. And I'm just wondering, Nikki, so we've talked about a couple of really well-known speakers, you know, mm, who get mm. their TED Talks out there. But who, who in the programme do you, do you notice who's really come up with some some fresh expression who, who we could have a look at? Um, there was that Lady Jane who talked about mm. being a closet. She used to be a hoarder. Jane Knight. Uh, yeah, Jane Knight. Yeah, she Jane was Knight, very yeah. memorable for me. She was, yeah, She brought great. a suitcase onto the She's stage did, yeah, with her great. and then started to unpack what was in her suitcase yeah, and got yeah, all of yeah. these different yeah. items of clothes oh, yeah, and brilliant. plastic bags. And she was sort of comically telling us yeah. all the things that she stored in her house that she couldn't get rid of. Yeah. And she told it in quite a straight way. Yeah. But it was hilarious. Yes, 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 absolutely. But interestingly, I can't remember the message, though. So, so I think that's an example of very, very memorable experience, but I can't, I don't know what she was actually, what, what her message was. Do that's you remember? Interesting. It was a wonderful speech, but I just, I, I don't, I, I remember her and how funny she was. That, that's what stood out in my mind. Mm. Are there any examples for you of people who were fresh and it added to the message for you, Rena? Yes. Um, so a person that springs to mind is Anthony. Anthony Brown, who was in, mm. you know, because he wasn't, he, he's, he's quite a, a, in a way, a quiet speaker. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about the, um, the value of getting to know other people through literature. Mm. And so it was quite a, a, it was a very thoughtful talk. He took us to a very thoughtful literary, indeed literary place. And he just, there was just a point for me where he added some freshness in there. It was his little riff. First of all, he had, he had a, the pop of the 
he brought along a little stuffed animal which was very sweet which was his he was showing that we don't really understand cats mm. but there was something he did a bit further on and he 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 was talking about how he in his life he danced mm. with different women and he just very very mm. casually mm. took a um someone a woman out of the audience and he mm. danced with her mm. Mm. and i That's thought great. that was so beautiful because he kind of transported me very ever so subtly to a different world mm. and it was out of it was kind of out of character out mm. of character slightly mm. because you know, he, he's, I don't think he's someone given to performing, but in that moment he was a performer. It was just... Mm. It's a good example useful. of fearlessness, yeah. again. Yes, do, do, challenging him to do something that... You know, because he, he's quite a professional man, isn't yeah. he, Anthony? Very sort of... Yeah. Um, somebody with a very strong corporate background. Yeah. So that was quite risky for him to do that. But yes. it was very, very enchanting, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and it was just a touch. And, and that's another thing that I want to say. Because you might also veer... When we're talking about freshness, you might... And we don't want to give you the wrong impression here. You might think, wow, I've got to make everything fresh then. I've got to come in, I've got to come in, and I've got to really amp it up. I've got to give a high energy, very dramatic, very, you know, um, exciting performance. Mm. No. <laughs> you might do that if it's authentic, or you might use a pause. Like that just to slow things right down. And that, you might notice that we've been talking a lot during this podcast, and just bringing in a little pause of quiet to allow your audience to reflect on, or just be with some stillness, mm. can be a fantastic, it's, not, it's, not, it's nothing much, but it has a huge impact. Mm. So it might just be a, a word that you use, a phrase, a touch, a moment. So we're not asking here for, you know, all, all guns blazing. Mm. We might be. <laughs> we might just be asking for, you know, a whisper. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't think it's about um, adding things in for the sake of it. Mm. I think it's, it's about adding enough mm. to make your talk unique mm. and especially if it enhances your personality if it comes from your own mm. um, style so mm. I, I as a you know somebody with a movement background like physicality so I know in my speeches I like to move and interact mm. in the audience mm. Mm. Um, other people really do well with props and bringing in metaphors and um, other people I don't know, what are, what are other examples well, um, of people's personality? Uh, yeah, I mean, other people like a, a more interactive approach. Mm. It's something that I'm trying to do. Being interactive with your audience, asking them to, you know, a question where they put their hands up or even asking them to do a little exercise. I think you did that at the end. I did, yeah. I got people to, because my talk was about um, getting people to be proud and develop their own creativity and I got people in the audience to write a little poem. <laughs> and then to read the poem to the person next to them. So I gave them an experience of doing something quickly creative and then comparing it with the person next to them, the horror of having to do that. You know, so I was trying to get them to experience what happens to, in our own lives that we hide our creativity, mm. we don't want to share our creative efforts with people, which mm. is actually very relevant to this absolutely, talk. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because I think that is one of the barriers we're afraid mm. of doing something where it shows, you know, our own creative expression. Perhaps mm. people will laugh. 
perhaps people will think we're a bit silly. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. if you if you work in a corporate environment, this this might be the one for you. Absolutely. It challenges you more than any yeah. of them. Yeah. And as I say, this is a place that I'm challenging myself at increasingly is to really get in amongst the audience and have have a, a real dialogue with them. So it's not just me declaring, but me engaging. And and that's a that's a great way to bring freshness mm. into your talk. Mm. So what would be our final tips then to round off this talk? We've talked mm. about really good examples mm. of people who have freshness mm -hmm. in their talk. We've talked about some of the barriers to freshness mm. and the mindset you need to get into. Mm. So should we leave them with our, our sort of final tips, Rona? What would your three top tips to freshness be? I don't know whether I've got three but I know I've got an outstanding one which is mm -hmm. kind of I'm going to give that a sort of three emphasis okay my outstanding one is full permission mm. full permission to give things a try because you never know what you have until you get it out there and so um you know we say all along that the, the program is there to help you experiment, it's there to help you play, and you should use every opportunity to just try things out, see if it works, because nothing is lost and you have everything to gain. So that will be my sort of top three, three times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the way you do it in your own way, Rona. Very yeah. fresh, very fresh. Thank you. Mine would be... Go out in the world and and get stimulus to to add into your well. Um, I think theatre, listening to music. I mean, artists. I think can give us great inspiration, and most creativity is stolen. Actually, <laughs> so I think of like great artists of our time. You know, well, I think of Kate Bush is mm. a very unusual and unique performer. Lady Gaga's brilliant. You know, just how much they stretch the boundaries in their artistry. So go out there, embrace the world of culture, the arts, read books to stimulate your imagination, and just take ideas from everywhere and the other tip I would say mm -hmm. is treat this as playing you were all kids once I believe yeah. and when we're kids we are so in that mindset of curiosity imagination and not editing ourselves quick because mm -hmm. we're all learn all about learning so yeah they would mm -hmm. they would be my top yeah. two and have fun with it and have, have fun, fun. <laughs> shall so we say bye we shall indeed hope you enjoyed our webinar <laughs> Go out there, play, have fun, guys, and see you soon. soon. Bye! Bye.